0: Okay, good afternoon. My name is Dr. Marsha Land and I am from the Charlotte, North Carolina Bible class. And I will be moderating for the North Texas Panoramic Vision Zoom class today. This is a school and not a church and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit non-denominational, religious, and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This class was established as a result of a divine vision and divine revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year of 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The North Texas Panoramic Vision class was established in the year of 2021. In this school class, I'm sorry, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit. Manifested in which is contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of our heavenly father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8.5 that there are Lord's many and God's many, but we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God. Elohim is a divine title. This means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in any good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, the Latin language have any characters or letters in their alphabet, that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our father and his son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is inscrutable and incomprehensible. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape or form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on this chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this selfsame spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls jesus christ now there's only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name so the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane a further understanding of this name and title may be obtained by reading the preface of the holy name bible Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him this tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional objectives and aims of the institute are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yashua the Messiah, without the distinction of race or nationality, creed, sex, caste or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth. To learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensation and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons for children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved. Saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah and 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. We will begin this class with the prayer given by Dr. Leonard James from our Texas class, scripture lesson. Uh, will be Galatians the third chapter and that will be read by Dr. Jackie McCain from the Chattanooga, Tennessee class. Our scripture readers will be Dr. Jackie McCain from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Dr. Hanifa Allen from uh, our Charlotte, North Carolina class. And we also will have the three speaker format for this afternoon. Thank you, Dr. James.
1: Um, Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. May we all borrow our hearts and minds. Thank you, Yahweh the Elohim, for bringing us all here together to hear you speak through these vessels that you have selected to speak through. May we hear your words, be obedient to you only and not another. And just thank you. Thank you, Yashua, for giving us all another day to learn of your purpose pattern and plan. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. And I forgot we're going to have a song selection given by Dr. Jackie McCain from our Chattanooga Tennessee class. Dr. McCain? Hallelujah. Good evening, brethren. (laughs) Good evening.
2: evening. Uh, i sing Give It Out to (laughs) Yahshua. Yahshua Gives us strength when we knew him not. When you come to know him, he's really all you got. In him's eternal life. Through the shedding, the shedding of his blood, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. If you seek him now in this kingdom, you will be in him and he in you. So look to Yahshua, for he'll give you strength. He'll show you what to do. Mm. Through the shedding, the shedding of his blood. His yoke is easy and his Burden is light. Ooh. Give it all to Yeshua. Just give it all to him. He will carry the load. Give it all to Yeshua it will be all right it will be all right oh when you come to know the truth the hope and faith it'll bring yes to know him is to love him and singing praises to his name the father who is Yahweh the son is Elohim. Yeshua is the Holy Spirit and eternal life's in him. You got to give it all, give it all to Yahshua. Just give it all to him. He will carry the load. Give it all to Yahshua and it will be all right. Hallelujah. Praise Yahshua. Hallelujah. I will be reading Galatians, the third chapter from the King James Scofield Bible, inserting the true and correct names. Galatians chapter three. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who hath been with you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Yahshua the Messiah hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministers this to you, the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed Yahweh and it was accounted to him for righteousness, <laughs> know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that Yahweh would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Excuse me. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of Yahweh, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doth them shall live in them (coughs) excuse me the messiah hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessings of abraham might come on the gentiles through yahshua the messiah that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is the Messiah. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of Yahweh in Yahshua the Messiah, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should be made the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more a promise. But Yahweh gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serveth the law. It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by an angel in the hands of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but Yahweh is one. Is the law then against the promise of Yahweh? Yahweh forbid. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scriptures have concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Yahshua the Messiah might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto the Messiah, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are all the children of Yahweh by faith in Yahshua the Messiah. For as many of you as have been baptized unto the Messiah have put on the Messiah. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in the Messiah Yahshua and if ye be the Messiah, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That was Galatians chapter three. Hallelujah. 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 And thank
0: Hallelujah. you, Doctor. Thank you, Dr. Leonard James for the prayer and Dr. Jackie McCain for the scripture reading and the beautiful song. And um, I would like to remind everyone to keep your cameras blunt and your uh, your uh, phone your mics muted unless you are called to speak or read. Thank you. Okay, we will be having a three-speaker format and. For our first speaker, it is an honor and a pleasure to call on Dr. Lucy Altman from our Albuquerque, New Mexico class. Dr. Altman.
3: Hi, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yes, we can. Hey, this has always been one of my favorite chapters because this is just such a great summary. the questions that I had had going on for many years when I came into this teaching uh, regarding, well, really regarding all of it. Um, But my background, uh, some of you know, is uh, uh, from Judaism and I was raised secular. My mother was raised as an Orthodox Sephardic Jew My dad was Ashkenazi Jew, um, and he was the child, the son of uh, children of rabbis from different uh, sects of Ashkenazi Jews. And in his uh, upbringing, he was Bar but in his upbringing, there were always um, arguments between his parents regarding certain observances of uh, holidays and uh, uh, the liturgy and other things. And uh, he also was a second World War veteran. And in his mind, um, he simply felt, well, if there were a God, there wouldn't be wars. There couldn't be starvation there wouldn't be all the suffering in the world and a lot of people feel that way among jews some have turned even uh, more zealously to observing the laws and immerse more immersive in the religion as a result of those various afflictions uh, such as the holocaust and um Others have simply uh, walked away and uh, do not hold any sort of religious thing. So I, I was brought up in a household where we really didn't do any of this stuff. But um, when I was in my 20s, I wanted to learn about it and look Sorry. into it and um, um, engaged in some studies and uh, engagement with the Orthodox Jewish community briefly. Um, mostly, uh, what I was told that as a Jewish woman, I was only required to marry a Jewish man, raise children, uh, keep a kosher home. And observe those things in the law. And I was given a copy of a book called The Code of Jewish Law, written by Joseph Caro. There are many things in there that you will not find written in your King James Version of the Books of Moses. There are many. Interpretations, interpolations, additions and uh, pretty much, you know, for our lifestyle, completely unrecognizable. It is a system that is um, uh, simply uh, works and traditions. When I asked about the meaning of it. I wanted to know about the spiritual implications. I was told, well, if you just keep the law and if you have questions, you ask your husband. And if he doesn't know, he'll ask the rabbi. Well, I I did not find that to be uh, sufficient in any way and continue to seek and Went into looking into many aspects of religion, all of which were, um, I'd say pretty far out stuff. You know, mm-hmm. everything from uh, oh, reading books like uh, dialogues of uh, Gurdjieff and Uspensky on metaphysics uh, um, didn't make much sense to me. Uh, Looking at various uh, Eastern religions, uh, met a little man who had um, a gathering in his studio of uh, I guess it was some form of transcendental meditation, and he had us all sit in a circle and chant. And when he'd hit the gong, supposedly, you know we were holding hands in this circle and doing this chant, and supposedly the Energy was going in a clockwise manner through us. And when he hit the gong, it was supposed to change the chant and the energy force would go the other direction. And um, people were blown away. And I sat there going, what the heck? (laughs) So it um, was very bizarre. But... uh, Yeah, it's amazing how people will look for anything when they don't have the truth, because this is a difficult life. And we want some meaning to it. And until um, meeting a gentleman on a Greyhound bus who told me about this school, um, I knew nothing about it, came into a class, sat down. And it was just the most amazing thing to see how this entire Bible, the so-called Old Testament, so-called New Testament, how it all works together. That it is, um, there's no separation. Now, when I was told by the uh, Jewish groups I had gone to that, oh, well, just read the Torah. Uh, they didn't care much for the prophets because there was too much condemnation in them. And as for the um, so-called New Testament portion, well, that was from the Greeks. had nothing to do with us. Um, now, coming into class, we would learned that uh, Dr. Kenway had a divine vision and revelation in 1931 and he instructed the people not to believe what he said but to make him prove it to prove it to your satisfaction and that to me was wonderful because uh, any place I had gone whether it was a church or a temple or any organization there was never any encouragement to ask questions and here you know the speakers would say hey ask us make us prove it and i will say absolutely i did i did interrogate them and it has been proven uh it's just a wonderful thing to understand that uh, You know, this is the reality of it. What we all thought of prior to coming to these classes in this uh, physical world, those things that we uh, observe and experience with our senses are not the reality. That there is something so much greater than that, that what we see, touch, hear, smell, it's all temporary now Yahshua the Messiah tells us in John the 17th chapter that eternal life is to know him to know that he is the only true Elohim and Yahshua the Messiah that he has sent now um I'm sorry I'm getting jumping ahead here um Uh, A central, well, the main tenet of Judaism is the unity of the spirit or the Godhead. And we in this class have proof that we can go over to John, uh, 1 John 5, uh, 7 and 8. I prefer to start up at... um, the sixth verse, and take it down to the ninth chapter, if you would, and we can also pick up Deuteronomy six and four, uh, and Zechariah fourteen and nine, to show that. If the reader has that, please go ahead. First John,
4: first John five and six. Okay. This. Okay is he that came by water and blood, even Yahshua the Messiah, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of Yahweh is greater. For this is the witness of Yahweh, which he hath testified of his son. He that believeth on the son of Yahweh hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not Yahweh hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that Yahweh gave of his son. And this is the record that Yahweh had given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son.
3: Could you continue to 13,
4: please? Sure, absolutely. Uh, First John 5 and 12. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of Yahweh hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of Yahweh, that we may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of Yahweh.
3: Thank you. And if we go over to John 3 and 16 on down through verse 18.
2: John 3 and 16.
4: I have it, John 3 and 16. For Yahweh so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: For Yahweh sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of Yahweh.
3: Thank you. Now, that's very, very important is to believe in that name. Now, again, in Judaism, we're told that the name of Yahweh, our creator, our heavenly father, is too sacred to be uttered. Uh, We're also told that anyone, any Jew who says this name, who speaks this name, will lose their soul. Do not even remain in the hearing of this name. Now, this is entirely contradictory to what Moses writes throughout the Torah. Um, He's referring to the five books of Moses. That has been used in Judaism that their doctrine supposedly is founded on. Where we find that Moses receives that name in a vision of a burning bush. And he's given a mission to go back to Egypt and to rescue the people from bondage by confronting Pharaoh with that name. And he's given the name. He's given witnesses. He's given his brother Aaron as his mouthpiece to speak on his behalf. He takes away the excuses of his being of a slow speech or a slow tongue, or uh, say a stutterer. He did not uh, have the oratory skills that we see of a Charlton Heston in uh, the movies. Uh, His Aaron was sent, and he was being instructed by Yahshua down there in Egypt. Now, the book identifies as Joshua. But we do some research, and we find that there was never and still isn't a J in either Hebrew, Greek, or Latin. And that this name Joshua, just as the name Jesus, the name Jehovah, are impossible renderings of the true name of our heavenly father and his son. Uh, now I see uh, we have a uh, names chart up showing the Tetragrammaton and the other names here, the uh, name Yahshua the Messiah. Yeshua is, well Yahshua simply means the salvation of Yahweh or Yahweh is salvation. Um, Again, we uh, started off talking about, and I know I asked the readers to get Deuteronomy six and four, which states, um, hero Israel, Yahweh our Elohim is Yahweh a unity. (laughs) Now Christianity doesn't understand this. They have a Trinitarian concept uh, Judaism simply told me, well, there was no, they saw no shape or form, and uh, no similitude, and they give more uh, weight to uh, the Mishnah Torah, which is the commentaries of um, Moses uh, Maimonides, um, who claimed that the belief in the anthrop anthropomorphic vision that Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and the 70 elders were given on top of Mount Sinai, or they were actually on the precipice. It was Moses alone came up to the top of the mountain, but that anthropomorphic vision, and it is depicted here on this Moses chart, shows Yahweh our Elohim in shape and form as a man. Now, this is how Moses can write in Genesis that man was made in the image and likeness of his creator. When I asked about this writing, I was told he was just waxing poetic. And, well, no. Uh, he was also given, Moses was given uh, in Exodus, the 24th chapter, we have a very clear description of what they saw. And this vision is the same vision that was given to Dr. Kinley back in 1931 and given to John on the Isle of Patmos in the year AD 96. They both saw the same thing in Dr. Kinley's vision. And this is what we teach in this school, is the vision. According to the Law and the Prophets, what we see here clearly stated is this great anthropomorphic vision. Uh, Moses was also given instructions to build a tabernacle. And that tabernacle pattern is made and operates it functions As Just as your physical body does, your anatomy and physiology. Um, I'm sorry, I'm putting out a lot of things here. Um, But this is just such a great teaching and there is so much to learn. And it's just such a great study because there is just always more, more depth to it and more to learn. And it's a wonderful thing. Um, I'm sorry, where did I have the reader? I believe I asked for Exodus was
2: that right? 24. And then went up Moses and Aaron made up in bayou, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the Elkham of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire stone and as it were, the body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw Elohim and did eat and drink. Oh boy, there's so much to this.
3: Um, The name. Yahweh is something that we cannot deny. He put that name right into Adam. We breathe that name continuously. When we stop breathing, it lights out. You're dead. Um we can go over to so many places here. In, in Exodus. Um, thank you. In Genesis. Uh, the first chapter. Uh, states that man was formed. Of the dust of the ground. And Yahweh Elohim. Breathed the breath of life. Into his land. He Breathed into him. And he became a living soul. Now. That is the animating force that gives life we breathe that name daily if we go to psalms 150 and 6 it says let everything that has breath praise yahweh praise ye yahweh when moses is given that name and moses was the first one to receive that name in exodus The sixth chapter, it states that they knew him prior to that as El Shaddai, or the Almighty Provider. And he certainly is. He's provided us with everything. He is the source. He is substance of everything that is made. And Moses was told to declare that name. Yahweh poured out those 10 devastating plagues on Egypt to show the power in his name. Um, in Exodus 9.16, it states, for this very, in very deed for this cause, as he raised up Pharaoh, was to show in him his power and that his name be declared throughout all the earth. And there's just um, absolutely nothing to justify the concealing of this great name. He talks about, oh, all through the prophets, my people that are called by my name. I am Yahweh and there is none else. Neither will I give my glory to graven images i am yahweh and besides me there is no savior i believe that is in isaiah 40 the 43rd chapter it says to exalt his name to praise his name to publish his name to extol his name oh it's we must know the true name for salvation And we must understand that Yahweh, our Elohim is Yahweh, a unity. In John, the first chapter, uh, says in the beginning was the word and the word was with Yahweh and the word was Yahweh. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. That is Yahweh Elohim, the creative form of Yahweh who is pure spirit takes on a shape and a form as Yahweh Elohim, appearing in visions to mankind so that we can know him. And he gives us the revelation so we can understand him. And we go down to John 1 and 14, that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the only begotten son full of grace and truth. Now the law came through Moses, And that law had sacrifices and sin offerings and was a requirement imposed on them for many, many years until Yahshua came in and fulfilled it. We can read over there when he's in his resurrection. After his death, burial, and resurrection, he appears to makes 11 appearances to the uh, disciples and to others and shows them in uh, Luke 24, 25 20 through 27. He, he calls them fools for not believing all that the prophets have spoken. It says, and beginning of Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them the things concerning himself. He goes on to say there in the, um, I believe it's the 40th verse. That all things written of me in the law and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. In Matthew 5 and 17, he says, think not that I've come to destroy the law of the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Now, he is bringing that old covenant to an end, and he has ushered in a new and living way by which we can know him for ourselves. And we can have an intimate knowledge of him and his great purpose. And, and he has ushered in a new and living way by which... Sorry. Okay, well, I, I saw the five-minute bill, so I don't want to be disobedient to that. And I will turn this back over to the moderator. And I thank you very much for your time.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you. back Hallelujah. Back. And thank you, Dr. Lucy Altman. While well, second speaker, it is an honor and a pleasure to call on Dr. Leonard James from our North
1: Mm -hmm. Texas class. Dr. Jane. Yes, good good evening, everyone. Good evening. That was a beautiful testimony from the first speaker. Uh, I guess the most important thing that was brought out of that is the name. The name is very important. Uh, Even in life, the first thing you wanna know when you meet an individual is the name. Yeah, that's that's what you become intimate with, is the name. But unfortunately throughout history, the most important name in the world was removed from the scriptures. And that name is Yahweh Elohim Yahshua. It was replaced, as you can see on this chart that's been posted, it was replaced by... Uh, Names like Lord or Jehovah, God, which comes from the German uh, word J A W D. I won't get too deeper with that, but, and then the name Jesus Christ. These are incorrect, erroneous names, which re- replace the pure, truthful names, which is the Father, Yahweh, the Word or Son, Elohim, and the Son or the Holy Spirit, Yahshua. And the name Yahshua means, it, it, it means, <laughs> boy, I just slipped my mind. I'm sorry about that. But uh, it is representing the Father. And uh Yahweh is pure spirit. John 4, 24, if somebody could pull that up. Sorry about that. John 4
4: and 24. Elohim is spirit, Mm -hmm. and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth.
1: Thank you. Now, what, what does that mean? That means know him, learn of him. And let me go back to what I was saying since my mind went blank. The word uh, Yahshua means Yahweh is salvation. Um, Also, um, and as you can see, the chart that's in front, if you can't see this, the migration. As the first speaker was speaking of, uh, Yahweh brought out a group of people from a particular situation. And those people were the Israelites or the Hebrews, they were in captivity. Uh, in Egypt. And uh, Yahweh saw fit to show forth his power in his name by bringing this group of people from slavery out into freedom. And he was also showing forth his power as far as they were being governed by an evil king. They called it a pharaoh, but he was king. And uh, at that time period, Pharaohs were treated as, as gods, as deities. So even that was uh, disrespect. Um, can I have, uh, what is it? Uh, just to clarify, Exodus three thirteen fifteen. 15.
2: Exodus three thirteen. Yeah. And Moses said unto Elohim, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The Elohim of your fathers have sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And Elohim said unto Moses, Aya, Asher, Aya. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I will be, hath sent me unto you. And Elohim said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, Yahweh, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations."
1: Now, if you look up the definition forever, um, and the joke used to be forever is a mighty long time, but that is eternity itself. It does not change. You don't have the the right to come in and exchange his name. Now, it was very important. It is very important then and now to know your creator's name, which is Yahweh. May I also have Exodus 9, 16.
4: Exodus 9 and 16. And in very deep for this cause have I raised thee up. For to show in thee my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth.
1: Now, as I was saying before, just to backtrack a bit, who did he bring up? to show forth his power. He's speaking to Pharaoh, the so-called God of, of Egypt, the so-called God of the land. He raised him up to show forth his power. May have Exodus 23, 13. Exodus
2: 23 and 13. and And in all things that I have said unto you, be circumspect and make no mention of the name of other deities, neither let it be heard out of your mouth.
1: Listen, that's pretty powerful. No other deities. But at that time period, uh, Egypt was a uh, polynistic society, meaning they worshiped more than one God, several deities. And Yahweh came down to show forth his power, to show forth, there are not several deities, there is one, one creator, one father, one ruler, one king. Uh, Exodus six, two and three. Exodus six
4: and two. And Elohim spake unto Moses to son unto him, I am Yahweh, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name El Shaddai. But by my name Yahweh was I not known to them.
1: Now, this is very important because what is showing forth, this is the first time in history that our creator gave mankind his name. Beforehand, the world knew him as El Shaddai. And what I mean by the world, I mean I'm going back down to Noah, Noah did not know the name of the Creator. They only call him Al Shaddai. They did, which means Almighty Provider. As the first speaker said, the Creator or Yahweh Elohim has given us everything. He has physically has given us life, and when I mean life, I'm talking about the sun in the heavens, the very planet that we live. I mean, the perfect ecosystem, the third planet from the sun, there is nothing else. It is the gem of the universe. Life is here, meaning that creatures that breathe and walk and talk. And guess what we're breathing and walking and talking? We are breathing the creator's existence. We're showing forth his name right within us, as the first speaker had mentioned We breathe his name. The animals, the smaller creatures in this earth plane breathe his name, you know, as it's been said through some vessels, you know, if you go to walk your dog or you run your dog, he's panting the name, he's saying the name. I mean, if you run or walk, you know, you're saying, we are giving him all honor and glory of his name, his presence. No one else can take that from him. He will not give his honor unto another. And this is basically what the story is about Egypt. Egypt at the time period was, it was a very advanced civilization at that point. That, actually, the, the civilization was so advanced, even today, mankind is trying to figure out how did they build those pyramids? How did they function? and a place that was pretty much desolate. Besides the Nile River, which gave you know all the nutrients and the land and made it fertile. But other than that, it was a very advanced civilization. But Yahweh showed forth that he gives all things. He created that society, and he brought it down. May I have Exodus 21, 3 and 7? Exodus
4: 21 and 3. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him.
1: Okay, now what basically is that saying that Yahweh selected a group of people known as the Israelites? And if you really look at that name, Israelite, he brought them out like like a father holding on to a son, like a husband holding on to his bride. And he brought them out after 10 devastating plagues destroyed Egypt. He brought them out, and he brought them to a place, what we call the Red Sea. And at that Red Sea, they were confronted by Pharaoh and his host, 600 uh, 600 soldiers, 600 chariots, 600 um, horses. And if you look at that number, it's 666. At this point, Pharaoh is representing that beast man is saying, Lucifer. So it's Pharaoh and his host. And they are on the, the trail or the track of the Israelites once they left Egypt. Uh, and they are confronted. They are confronted with the wall of water in front of them, which is known as the Red Sea. And this, this, these soldiers, this, this man, this beast man coming at them. And he wasn't coming there to shake their hand. He was coming to kill them. And they stood there and they were afraid you know Uh, can someone get that scripture for me I always can never remember that scripture when they are when they are at the Red Sea
4: What is it you want them to say? Oh,
1: the uh, when Exodus they are 14. at the Red Sea and they are confronted. Exodus 14. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Exodus 14 and 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Pihad-Hiroth between Migdal and the sea. Wow over against baal before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land, the wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am Yahweh, and they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camping by the sea beside Be-he-hiroth before Baoziphon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto Yahweh. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Yahweh shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them, and I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am Yahweh, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of Elohim, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and Yahweh caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dried ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning, watch, Yahweh looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the hosts of the Egyptians, and took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for Yahweh fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And Yahweh said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and Yahweh overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the that's waters good. returned. I'm sorry.
1: No, that's that's beautiful. No, it's beautiful. It's a lot involved in there. Uh, if you notice one thing, when he brought the the Red Sea upon them, it was morning. The Egyptians were always in the dark, but the Israelites were in the light. Even their very name says it, light. showing forth. It is Yahweh who fought their battles. It is Yahweh who is in the light. And if you know him, and if you believe, and don't doubt, because as you see, the Israelites at that point, they were doubting, they were murmuring, now, you know, you don't want to do that because Yahweh, you know, he shows forth his power. He was the only one that could bring them out of Egypt, bring them out of hell, because Mm -hmm. they they were mistreated badly for hundreds of years. And finally, they didn't beat, they did not overtake Pharaoh with swords and knives, but they took Pharaoh over by believing, by faith, in the one and only El Shaddai, Almighty Provider, and Yahweh Elohim. And he showed forth his name and his power. So as the first speaker was saying, don't deny the name. Don't change the name. Keep it as it is. Just like this vision was given to a man, June 6, 1931. Don't change it. You don't come along and give it a different name, a different twist. It's it's sort of like if someone... You know, if if your grandmother is giving you a special recipe, it's passed on throughout the century, you know, throughout the years, and it's special grandma's recipe. You don't change it. If you change one thing in it, then it's no longer special. It's no longer your grandmother's recipe. It's something else. It's become polluted. It's become not what it was originally. So when the when they translated the name or changed and took it out. They polluted. That is not given because a name is power, and especially this name. This name is of a, above all others. Yahshua. You know, he came in his father's name. He showed forth his power, and we're seeing this in this story as far as the Egyptians and the Israelites. It, it you know the name should never be changed. Never. Uh, it would be like. Uh, as I said before, your grandmother's recipe or anything else. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that, but this is all all about our Creator showing forth that His name has power, and and also if you love Him, He loves you. And how do you love? It? Even in the uh, Romans one nineteen and twenty, uh, if someone could read that for me, because everybody hasn't. Read Romans one nineteen and 20.
2: Romans 1 and 19. Yeah. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. For Yahweh has shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and supernal nature so that they are without excuse.
1: Yeah. So, so Yahweh's what isn't as I said before, John 4.24 uh, I, I believe we read, did we read that already? John 4.24? is spirit. is spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Well, spirit is invisible. Can't see it, can't taste it, uh, can't touch it. So the only way that Yahweh could show forth his power and what he is, because he consists of these great non-divine attributes, you know, intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, love, beauty, justice, strength, power, foundation. You will never see strength walk into a room, and some people will fuss about that say, yes, I have. I've seen a strong guy no you've seen a strong person but you have never seen strength you've seen love but you've never really seen love you've seen a picture of a, a mother and this child a husband and a wife you've seen that but you have never seen actual love pure unadulterated love that is yahweh he is spirit and as it says on here manifesting within the cloud symbolizing Eternity, which is uh, Proverbs uh, 8.20, I believe. But eternity, it never ends. His love is endless. And he shows us that all out through the scriptures. And thats I just selected one small portion of his power in the scriptures. He showed it with the children of Israel. He also showed it with uh, Daniel in the lion's den. Those lion's mouths were shut up. He also showed it with Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They were cast into the fiery furnace, but they were not burned. You know, he showed it with um, Goliath and David. David was just a ruddy boy. Then he went against a giant that was nine feet tall and was a master in warfare. And he brought him down with just a slingshot. He, he didn't, David didn't bring him down, but it was the power of Yahweh, showing forth His power. You know? Samson, if anyone had the ability to see Samson, he was not, uh, as one would say, a uh, 300-pound wrestler. He didn't look like that, you know? He's just some, that's why people were amazed. He just was a simple man. Didn't look strong enough, but he was given the ability to slay his enemies, and one day, with a jawbone of ass. He killed a thousand Philistines in one day. One day. That just shows forth the power of Yahweh. You know. And as it says in Hebrews, you know, the story could go on and on and on. How Yahweh has showed forth his power, his glory. It was a man who was so forth with righteousness known as Noah. And he was given a vision. And the vision was it was going to rain. Rain. It was something that had never occurred in the history of mankind. Now we see it quite often, and well, some people can't believe it. But at one time, the earth was just watered by a mist. And just trillions of gallons of water was, you know, locked into those, into the heavens. Man did not know that. But through the mercy of Yahweh, he spoke to a man and told him, it shall rain. The water shall fall from the heavens. He was given instruction to build an ark, which was threefold. Everything is threefold. Everything is testifying to Yahweh. Everything. And what I and I got to go back because I did not explain. When Moses went to the mount, mountaintop, he was shown this tabernacle pattern, which consisted of a most holy place, holy place in the court roundabout, testifying to the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, testifying to Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua. He shows forth, his power all out through these stories in the scriptures. But that ship that Noah was informed to build had three levels, you know. You know, it had one window, it had one door, you know. It, it it you know, it was threefold. And that shows forth the power that it is one door which testifies to Yahshua, he is the door. One window, so on forth. Yahweh is in heaven itself. He is greater than all of everything. And guess what was in that ark? Life itself. Because the rain did fall and the flood did come, and life was destroyed upon the planet. Everything that walked and had breath was destroyed, that covered the land. But life existed within that ark because Yahweh saved those vessels. He saved those creatures. And to make a long story short, if you believe in him, he will save your soul. He will save your soul. And if you really truly believe and you are, you know, a brother, you know he has saved you countless times that you can't even count. That's our father. That's the man. Actually, he's the only man in the very existence of universe. All else is the bride. All else shows forth his glory, his honor, his respect. And um, I won't go on and on and on. But uh, as I say, all the scriptures testify to our creator. You know, as this first speaker stated, you know, uh, you know, Yahweh came down in a special prepared body known as Yahshua came to the loins of a virgin to do what to do the father's will he laid his life down for us you know John 316 if someone could read that John 3 and-
2: yeah for Yahweh so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life.
1: Everlasting life. And that's what we hope for. We, we all hope to have that. So we, when we take this flesh off, he will tell us, well done come my son. He is well-pleased. as the story of the prodigal uh, son. Mm -hmm. The story of the prodigal son, you know, the son went out and did a great deal of things in the world. But his father was just overjoyed the fact that his son came back home. And he forgave him. And he loved him. And I'm, I'm using that for example because I know all of us have done something in this world that was, you know, not, not the greatest of things. But it's Yahweh who is spirit, who through his son yahshua he forgives us so we may know him within us because he dwells within us, not outside of us, not with rosary beads, not with chants as the first speaker was saying. We've all went and sought to find God. Some came from You know Roman Catholicism, Judaism. You know some worship. You know the uh, the skies, the heavens. You know, but the 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 reality is, when you come into the truth, you have found peace because you know now it's not outside of you, but within you. You know, know ye not that ye are temple? Could you read that scripture also? I've seen First Corinthians six nineteen. I believe
4: that. 1 so. Corinthians 6 and 19. Yes. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you, which ye have of Yahweh and ye are not your own? For ye are brought with a price. Therefore, glorify Yahweh in your body and in your spirit which are Yahweh's.
1: And with that, I shall say All honor and glory to the Most High, Yahweh, and to His Son, Yahshua, say. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. And thank you, Dr. Leonard James. For our third speaker, it is an honor and a pleasure to call on Dr. Diane Emler from our Oceanside, California class. Dr. Emler. Uh,
5: Good afternoon, Uh, everyone. Good afternoon. Hello. Um, I have certainly uh, enjoyed uh, the two previous speakers um, and their declaration of the name of Yahweh, uh, which I had never heard of uh, before I walked into uh this teaching the the name of yahweh meaning to be to breathe to exist and that has also already been uh, uh explained how he is your very breath and without him Without that name, no one on the face of the planet would be alive. They all depend, everyone. And uh, as has already been said, even the animals would not be uh, alive or if it were not that name of Yahweh because he is life itself and let's get uh, John 1 and 1
2: John 1 and 1 in the beginning was the word now
5: in the beginning was the word and we've already had the Moses chart up And shown how Moses went up on top of Mount Sinai uh, about 1,500 years before the birth of the Messiah. And uh, had a vision uh, shown to him by Yahweh himself. Now, Yahweh being spirit. And that spirit being invisible, um, he is, uh, cannot be understood uh, with the physical or carnal mind. Uh, also, in uh, Acts 17, we read that within Yahweh or within that spirit, We live, move, and have our being. And I have to tell you, it was many years ago that I first heard that, and Yahweh allowed me to understand it, that I still have never gotten over it. Because in my quest for some peace within myself, I didn't necessarily call it God. I just knew I needed something. And when I found out that I lived and moved and had my being right within him and had always been within him, And with that breath of Yahweh, he was in me. I have never recovered. Because that was the purpose for which I was looking for. Now, because we live and move and have our being within him. We've never been outside of him to look back at him, to describe him. Uh, He is invisible. And yet we need to know Yahweh for eternal life. And so in his mercy, he uh, came into an incorporeal or intermediate shape. And that is Yahweh Elohim or the word. As he created the creation, he spoke it into existence. Uh, In actuality, uh, he thought it and it was done. But in Moses's vision, he spoke in the creation. And then speaking in the creation and saying, let there be light, and there was light, you have to see that that was the word of Yahweh. That incorporeal or intermediate shape is the word of Yahweh. Now we're reading in John, and John says... It's amazing because if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, you'll read about uh, uh, the beginnings of the Messiah. Uh, His lineage through the earth is uh, 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 where he was born, how he was born, those around him. And all of this is accounted for in uh, uh, Matthew, Mark and Luke. But John took his lineage back to the very beginning, not with the birth uh, through Mary, but to the very beginning. And he said, here is his lineage In the beginning was this word, this shape and form. And uh, go ahead and pick it up and read it since you're there.
2: John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh.
5: So in the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh because it was Yahweh's word.
2: Read. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. Uh-huh. All things were made by him.
5: All things were made by that word, by that incorporeal or intermediate, uh, ghost-like, however you want to say it, Uh He created
2: all things. Go ahead. And without him was not anything made that was made. Read. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, in him
5: was life, and that life was the light of men. And mankind in the world looks at the... Uh, uh, creation uh, as it's explained in the book of Genesis from Moses's vision. And they say, and the third day uh, came forth a uh, uh, seed and fruition. And it wasn't until the fourth day until the sun came forth. But then they say, then it can't make any sense because you can't have uh, fruition without the sun. But what they have missed is this word was light. That was the light that uh, caused this creation to come into existence. That light. And that light is the life. Uh, Why don't you pick it up just a hair and read that through now?
2: Fourth verse. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Read. And and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Whoa.
0: Mm
2: And that
5: light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not even know that it's there. Mm -hmm. And we, in part, can understand that because we walked in this world that was devoid of. of, uh, We never were taught about our creator, his nature. And we weren't taught because they didn't know. And they didn't know because they were in the dark as we were in the dark. We never comprehended that there was light in this darkness until uh, it was revealed to us. And then everything seems so obvious. But to those that are still walking in the dark, they can't comprehend this light. And we could not comprehend it until it was shown to us. See, now, uh, why don't you drop down to the 14th verse?
2: 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, this word was made
5: flesh mm-hmm. or came into a physical body he was not the product of joseph's sperm and mary's ovum it did not happen this was this word was made flesh or was a trans uh, transmuted right into a physical body and that body was in the likeness of sinful flesh even the body you can see was not of man so Yahshua whose name is Yahweh is salvation that that Yahshua is necessary for your spiritual life. He is the light. So you need Yahweh that breath of life to be able to exist and all mankind exists in that same way. But Yahshua is that light. And that light we could not comprehend until it was shown to us. That is now Yahweh is our salvation. The salvation of our soul to be saved from the wrath that is about to be imparted unto the world. He is our salvation. So those names are not just names. They are who you are. It is who he is. Not just putting the correct letters together and say you have a holy name. Anything that is holy means that you have the presence of Yahweh. Israel was told not to touch that Mount Sinai because it was holy and they would die if they touched the Ark of the Covenant, which was holy, they would die. And there was nothing special about that mountain in in Arabia. All it was was a mountain. But it became holy because of the presence of Yahweh. And that is what people have missed. They they are walking in the world in blindness. And we have been given sight. So we preach to the best of our ability, to that which has been given to us, we preach that which he has shown us, not that he hasn't shown us or we've guessed about because the founder of the school that had this divine vision and revelation who said you could take Moses's vision And John's vision on the Isle of Patmos and put it right inside of his. See, his vision, as you see this chart, and he had these charts drawn out, that this chart, you see that cloud encircling that entire chart, that reddish cloud, which symbolizes Yahweh. I want you to see that. Uh, this chart is showing you eternity from eternity to eternity. And his vision encompassed all of that. And that vision encompassed him. As this teaching encompasses us. And this is why we hold these classes. So that we pray that someone else may hear or see this uh, uh, spectacular vision. And when he had this vision, he told us as it was already said, not to believe what he said. Just don't believe it. Make me prove it to your satisfaction and your satisfaction in reality, you are satisfied when you receive that Holy Spirit. Now, the first speaker talked to us about her, uh, 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 experience with Judaism now I was not born a physical Jew but because of this teaching and what we do here is I'm searching for words because I'm deciding (laughs) yashua has got to show me which way to go with this So this uh, 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 group, this is not a church, as it said in the moderation, but it is a school. And this school is a place of learning, learning of everything. You learn about Yahweh and Yahshua and the Bible, but we also have learned about science, not for science sake, but to understand how that shows us uh, Yahweh and how we can learn. And the second speaker had read Romans 119 and 20, that all things that have been created were created for one reason, and that reason is to uh, uh, so that we can learn about Yahweh, this invisible Yahweh. Now, uh, as it's already been stated, uh, Yahshua when he came in the flesh he had a purpose and that purpose was to fulfill uh let's get uh, uh, um, uh, I want to get Matthew 3 and 11 and I want to get uh um Luke 24, uh, start at 27, and then we'll drop down. Um, what one am I missing? Oh.
2: 15
5: of, what am I missing? Matthew five. Matthew 5 and 17.
4: Thank you. Okay, I have Matthew, Matthew 3 and 11. Okay. Okay. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance now uh, uh, i'm sorry (laughs) no you're fine you're fine
5: okay yahshua uh the true name of the messiah in this jesus business i mean it doesn't take too much uh investigation to realize that his name could not have been jesus i mean there's no j in hebrew greek or latin There no J in Hebrew. No one called him Jesus. Uh, There are. It just is impossible that that was his name. But his name is Yahshua. Now this is the beginning of his ministries. Thirty years old. The very first thing that he does is go to John, John the Baptist, uh, who was uh, um, baptizing uh, the, the Hebrews, the Jews, uh, baptizing them uh, unto repentance, meaning they had to admit that they had sinned and sinning under uh, the law the Mosaic law uh, meant death, because if you broke one law, you broke them all. And uh, there was, uh, 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 many were under the penalty of death. So they were walking around dead in their sins and being dead in their sins, they admitted that death and, Uh, john baptized them or buried them in the water now this is what we're picking up right here is john
4: talking to his disciples go ahead and read matthew 3 and 11 i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than i whose shoes i am not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire.
5: Now, wait a minute. You know, I went to church. I was baptized as an infant, uh, which, by the way, infant baptism, you cannot find in the Bible. Uh, But I was baptized in water and went to a Presbyterian church until... My parents said it was up to me whether I went or not. Uh, Somewhere in my teens and I decided not to go. Uh, But all the time I sat there and I was aware of baptism. But no one ever mentioned that there was a baptism of fire. That would have picked my head up if I knew baptism meant water. Well, the word baptism means immersion and immersion. And, and you can be immersed in chocolate pudding. It You can be immersed in anything. But here it says, I indeed, I baptized you unto repentance. But there's one that comes after me that's preferred before me and he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Boy, that was, uh, someone pointed that out to me, and I was in shock. Go ahead and read.
4: Matthew 3 and 12. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with. Unquenchable fire.
5: We keep reading.
4: Then cometh Joshua from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Wait a minute. Here we go.
5: John has to ask Joshua whether or not he had sinned, because that's what he asked everybody. But who's he asking? Asking the one that was the creator of heaven and earth, the one that is in a body that is not of sin. Do you understand? He had no sin. His body did not even have any sin, likeness of sinful flesh. So when he said to John, I have uh, no sin. Then John said, I have need to be baptized of you. And you're coming to me. You're the one that I, that we've been looking for. Remember that John was the one that was sent to pave the way for Yahshua. Elijah is John. Now it's all through uh, uh, the so-called New Testament. And the Jewish religion is still waiting for uh, uh, Elias to come. And he came in that body of John. And he paved the way for John with all of his baptism. And then here he is, the one John's been waiting for, and He's asking John to baptize him in water. John's confused. Go ahead and read
4: Matthew 3 and 15. And Yahshua answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Because what Yahshua was doing
5: was fulfilling. Fulfilling means to bring something to an end, to finish it. Uh, and the word institute means to begin. In Christianity, it they teach that Jesus uh, instituted water baptism. Well, it's just not that way. Um, it, hold it there and just get me... First Corinthians, uh, 15.
4: First Corinthians 15 mm-hmm. and one.
5: Uh, yeah. Is that where I believe the one? Gospel.
4: Of yeah. Mm-hmm. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preach unto you, which also ye have received and wherein ye stand by which also ye are saved. If I'm um,
5: I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Pick that up again, and then we're also going to go to uh, 1 Corinthians 10, but read this here.
4: Okay. Starting at 1 again? Yes, please. Okay, sure. 1 Corinthians 15 and 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory which I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. Read. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received.
5: Now here we're talking about Paul and Paul says, I'm going to tell you what it was that I first received. Well, how did Paul receive the gospel? He was on the road, uh, 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 with papers to kill the early Yashuans. He was a devout Pharisee who felt that they were heretics, that they were uh, uh, against Yahweh. And he was going to kill them for that. And he received a division, a vision and revelation from Yahshua himself. And at that point, he was struck blind. And for three days he was blind. And then the uh, scales fell from his eyes and he could see. It's not that he could see uh, uh, the person next to him. He could see Yahshua, that light uh, uh, shown in his darkness. And then he comprehended, he understood. So here's Paul walking around in his sin. He was dead. And then he was buried for three days uh, in his blindness. And then that blindness, he had to go down to Straight Street. That ought to tell you he wasn't straight to begin with. So he had to go down to Straight Street, and then he received his sight. So when he came in, he was dead. Then he was buried uh, uh, in that blindness and then resurrected after those three days. The same way as the children of Israel coming up out of Egypt were uh, uppered up a lamb and they were dead, uh, 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 that lamb, and they traveled uh, three days up to that Red Sea where Yahshua said, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. That's Yahshua, the salvation of Yahweh. They didn't know that Joshua or Yahshua was with them. But that's what opened that sea, and they were following that cloud, signifying Yahweh that, uh, uh, um, that he is spirit, and that was that quickening or light. So they came through uh, Egypt into the wilderness through death, burial, and that resurrection uh this examples are endless but here is paul and he's saying i'm going to give it to you how i received it how did he receive it he was dead he was buried and then he resurrected see go ahead and read it
4: first corinthians 15 and 3 for i delivered unto you first of all, that which I also received, how that Yahshua died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's it. He
5: rose again. So it's not just, this is you. what you have experienced. When you're on the floor and you're, Preaching death, burial, resurrection. You are bringing that person that has never heard and can't see sitting on that chair. You are bringing him right up out of that death through the burial. And finally, to the uh, resurrection. Yahshua died on that cross buried in the tomb for three days and then resurrected a quickening spirit because there has to be a change. There's always a change after the burial. If you take a seed and you put it in the ground, you don't want that seed to come up a big seed. You want there to be a change. You want a flower, you, uh, 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 want a uh, uh, a piece of fruit? Not fruit. But <laughs> you want something to resurrect, different from the way that that was put into the ground. And after you have seen something, you are changed. You are quickened, and that quickening is to bring to life. See uh all right uh go to first corinthians 10
2: First Corinthians 10 and one moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea
5: they were all baptized in the cloud and in the sea back in when the children of israel came up out of egypt they were baptized and you can see uh, the priests had to be baptized or washed before they could become priests the whole earth was inundated in water in the beginning and so the earth was baptized. The flood with Noah, the whole earth was baptized or cleansed. You are in your mother's womb. And in your mother's womb, you are in that uh, uh, amnio, amniotic fluid. And does anyone know what that amniotic Fluid means, amnionic means uh, little little lamb. So you are baptized in the lamb right in the womb before you were born. Showing that you were with Yahshua and he had chosen you before, before, before the foundations of the world. You aren't just a, 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 a creature walking around here by chance. He has chosen you to see the light. He has given you his understanding, no matter how, if you can talk for two minutes or 20 hours, it doesn't make any difference. As Dr. Kinley said, you know, do you know what it means when you got a little bit of the Holy Spirit? He said it means you got the Holy Spirit. Holy Crowley, five minutes. So, thank you. <laughs> so, that baptism is not instituted, it could never begin. Could you remove that? Uh, First bell sign. Okay. Uh, You could not uh, uh, institute physical, thank you, physical water baptisms when it had been going on for so long. He did not institute physical water baptisms. He fulfilled it or brought it to the end. And he did the same thing. Could I have the uh, uh, carnal ordinance chart? Thank you. He fulfilled uh, uh, circumcisions and ceremonies and Passover suppers. That's what they were celebrating uh, uh, um, uh, uh, at the Last Supper. Uh, the Ten Commandments as a way unto, that's fulfilled. The sacrifices are fulfilled. He fulfilled that old uh, uh, law so he could usher in uh, the age of grace so that we can now be changed in our heart and mind because he has written uh, this within him, within us. Uh, please go over to um, John, the fourth chapter. I need a woman at the well. I'm not sure
2: the verse. John 14 and 14, or go up higher. 14 is seven. Fourteen and six.
5: Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Four and six, I mean.
5: Four, yeah. Okay. I was thinking, did I call it that?
2: No, 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 four and six. All right. John four and six. Now Jacob's well was there. Yahshua, therefore, being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about um,
5: go go back and pick it pick it right up at one. We'll read quick through it. This is the last verse I'm calling.
2: John four and one. When therefore Yahshua knew how the Pharisees had heard that Yahshua made him, that Yahshua was made, excuse me. Pharisees had heard that Yahshua made and baptized more disciples than John. Through Yahshua himself baptized not, right. but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again unto Galilee. Yes. He must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sankar. Go ahead. Okay, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Yes, read. Now Jacob's well was there. Joshua therefore, being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Okay. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Joshua said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it? That thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. But now the, Jew- the
5: Samaritans were Jews, but there was a lot of differences. they uh, and so uh, the Jews that lived in Jerusalem, uh, uh, and they had a temple. There was also a temple in Samaria. Uh, that the Samaritans worshipped at. Go ahead and read.
2: For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Yahshua answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of Elohim, and who it is that said to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Oh,
5: and I have one minute. Keep reading.
2: The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then thou from whence then hast thou the living water? Okay. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us <laughs> the well and drank thereof himself. And Okay, his I'm, children I'm gonna
5: have, children. have to I'm gonna have to interrupt because Oops. we're out of time. But the true watching, the true water is Yahshua, the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And if you drink of him or hear his voice, that is a wellspring of life. That is living water which we are immersed in that living water in this gospel. So with that, I hope uh, someone uh, was edified. Now, hand it back over to the moderator. Thank you.
0: Thank you, hallelujah. Thank you and hallelujah. And thank you, Dr. Diane. We thank everyone who joined us for the North Texas class today. We hold classes every Sunday, every other Sunday, excuse me, every other Sunday, 2 o'clock p.m. to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. I would like to ask the class to stay muted until the live stream has ended. Now we will conclude with our doxology. May we all stand in our hearts and minds for the reading of the doxology, taken from the last two verses of the Book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless from the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory, majesty, dominion and power both before all time, now and ever. Let us all say hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.